Good evening. You guys can have a seat. How about that? Grab your glow sticks, though, if you don't have one, and take that with you. We're out of glow sticks, so uh, if you didn't get one, I'll have to buy some more and hook you up maybe later. So how many of you are liking the dive so far? Yeah. yeah that's what, <laughs> I heard a whoop, whoop. Is that what I heard? Honor, it was you, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. You know, listen, I'm excited about what's happening here. And can I just tell you, just be really honest. I'll tell you why. Because for 14 years, I have worked so that we can, as a church, reach kids. Earlier, we were coming in this door. And by the way, how do you guys like the room? Yeah, yeah I'm, that's what I'm saying. I did it all myself, if I could just say so. Yeah, I was telling all of our team, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes, but all the people that were in here helping us, it was really funny because when we gutted the room two, sunny or th two or three Sunday nights ago, it was crazy because it looked so sad in here. Like I'm taking pictures, and the only thing that was in here was that big lift, you know, that goes up to the ceiling. And, of course, Manny was like, oh, look at the, you know, in, you know saying what I wasn't trying to talk Hispanic, Manny. That was, you know I love you. And... Uh, <clears throat> We were taking pictures, and, and then he left, and just talking with you guys got me excited. And then the next day, uh, Marshall and I, you guys know Marshall Allen, he's right back there helping people get chairs, yeah? He, he and I got the major task of chalking the main lines where the studs that are holding, the, on the concrete that are holding these walls up, where they're going to go. So that means that if we get the lines off, the walls will be off, right? And we had no help except for Jerry and Mike and Brandon and Alan Anderson. Pretty much everybody had to help us. And if, where's Marshall at? Where is he? If we were still doing it, there would be no walls. We would still be chalking the floor, wouldn't we, dude? <laughs> it would be funny. Um, no, it wouldn't because then we'd be behind schedule. How many of you have a glow stick? Hold it up. <laughs> the orange ones are the best ones, as you guys know. Go Vols. We lost yesterday by 11 but, or 10, but... It's okay. You know, as I look at the room, and that, listen, as we were coming in the door, you got to remember, man, for like, a, I've been here a year on Wednesday, and we have just been really working through, what are we going to do? What do we do for students? Because look, I'm just going to tell you, I want to reach kids. I want to create an environment, and I'm just going to be honest, no other place has. I want to create a place where students can come and just feel cared for, have fun, high energy, but it, when it's all said and done, I want to create an environment, and you can call it cheesy if you want, where when it's all said and done, when we leave this place, we are kind of like magnets. And let me explain. When we first walked in the room, my wife just got tears in her eyes. And she said, I'm about to cry. And it's because she knows what my heart's about. She knows what every adult in this room, what our hearts are about, and that is to see people who don't know um, who God wants to be in their life figure out what God wants to be in their life. And so here's what I'm going to do. I want you just to hold on to this. Because before you came into the room, these were in every chair. Some of you have got multiple ones, and that's fine, you know, because there are some people who don't have one. You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, no, not really. Well, I'm praying for you. But um, it's all the Iowa State fans, too, who took more than, one, more than one, I noticed. They all have, like, Cyclones T-shirts on. That was for you, Marshall. That's true. At least you're being honest. But he has Texas Longhorns, right? No, you're the Long... Oh, yeah, okay. 
It's a Ryan kid. Um, anyway, before <laughs> it's okay. Before you uh, cracked these to make them light up, they're just there, right? It's funny because one of the things that I get asked a lot, and some of you have heard me say this before, and I'm just going to give you three really quick things. The Bible, the Bible is something that as Christians we, we read and we believe in it and we try to follow it. And if you don't know what, what I mean by that, you know, we can talk about that later. But it's a book that has a lot of great things to say about our lives. And I believe that the Bible is very clear that every person in this world, including all of you, were created in the image of God. Now, I know that's all kind of churchy talk, right? But here's what I mean. Basically, no matter what you think about yourself, catch this. This is the big bottom line of it all. No matter what you think about yourself, no matter what you think your family sees you, no matter how you think your teachers see you or your friends see you, no matter how you think that even God sees you, the bottom line is, is that God created you, God is perfect, and that means that the way he's created you is perfect. It's pretty cool. Let me tell you what I mean. A lot of us have these impressions of God. You know, he's this big thing up in the air on the clouds, you know, and we only go to him when tragedies happen, like 9-11, which we celebrated last week, or, or maybe something tragic happens to one of our friends, which some of us in this room have had to handle over the past week. Or maybe we only struggle with who is God when our mom and dad split up. Or when you find yourself older and you're, and you're dealing with an addiction. Or maybe you're looking at something you shouldn't be looking at on the computer. And next thing you know, you're in bed and going to sleep. And all you can think about are the images that you saw. God still says that even though those things will hurt you and, uh, and will cause you to not be able to be all that God wants you to be, listen to this. God still says that he's crazy about you. It's the bottom line. See, listen. As you look at this glow stick, sit it on the floor right in front of you. It's funny, no matter how you turn a glow stick, it's still the same color, right? And eventually, the, it'll go, it'll die, and it doesn't work anymore. But here's what's crazy. Until you break it, listen, it doesn't work at all. And then, here's what's even more crazy. Until you allow, until you allow yourself to look, look down on the floor and look at them. If we turn the lights off, you'd see all these colors, right? You'd see all this, in this darkness, you'd see all these bright colors. They're very vivid. They're easy to see in the darkness, right? Yeah. I got the Sorry about that. <laughs> That's how God wants you to be in a world where all kinds of stuff is happening in your world. People are dying. Moms and dads are divorcing. And everybody is looking for something that's going to give them some answers. So here's what I want to do. I want you to focus up here. And I want to tell you three quick things. The Bible says, as I already told you, that God created you to be in his image. God's perfect. So what that means is that God has big plans for all of you. See, we're doing this thing called the dive because I want to have an environment, like I told you earlier, where I can tell kids how much God's crazy about them. Next week, we're starting a series called Friday Night Lights. It's football season, right? Why not? But here's it. It's not about football. It's not about that. 
It's about your life. See, everything we talk about is going to be eventually about our lives. I think about mine. Some of you know my story. 14, 15 years old, grew up in church, okay? I grew up in these environments. But let me tell you what's different. I grew up in a church that nothing like this would happen. I grew up being told that if I don't perform and do all the cool stuff that the Bible says I should do, but really it was all stuff that wasn't even really in the Bible, it was just what a lot of other old people, you know, said I should do, then I was bad. I was taught that if you didn't live by these rules, you are not accepted. And then by the time I was 14, I was making drugs in my house. Learned how to manufacture illegal drugs. Making them, 14 years old, 15, selling them through school. I grew up in a little, in, in a big city, actually, a city that's the size of the state of Iowa. Had black friends, had white friends. I went to a school where 60% of the kids were African American, where gangs were a big deal, where you guys watch people on TV who walk through metal detectors. I did it every day. That's just how it is down there. And in order to be accepted, there were things that I felt like as a 15-year-old kid that I had to do to, to allow that to happen. I had no freedom, though. I was totally a slave to the expectations of my friends. So, you know, if, if they felt like I should do things, as long as they thought that that would be cool, I was all about it. And then I learned a little bit about this guy named Jesus. I learned that he cared for me no matter what. I, it was a big deal. Mike. So you're telling me that this Jesus is crazy about me no matter what I do? Well, it wasn't that simple. It doesn't mean that I keep doing those things. It meant that I could bring all of my filth to the table, and it would be forgiven, and I would still be cared for, and I would still be accepted. And then it went next, like a, a, another step further, and the next thing I learned was that not only is God crazy about me, but he has dreams for me. He has things that he wants me to do. He wants me to have influence. He wants me to change the world. But how do you tell a 15-year-old that God wants him to change the world? Think about it. Because right now, most of you live in a world where you're lost. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not bad. You're not bad because you get lost. But when the world is dark, we don't really stand out much. When people are dying around us, we don't turn to God. We start telling ourselves that that happened because of this. Or when your parents tell you that you're not good enough or that if you don't do what they say, you're never going to be liked. Nobody will ever care about you. With all due respect to them, the Bible says different. The Bible says that no matter what, God loves you. And that no matter what, God wants you to have life. So here's what it comes down to for me. When every decision and moment in your life matters, how do you make the decisions to go to the next level? See, 
about a third of you were in this room three weeks ago. You see a different room, right? Looks completely different. But what's really different is why the room is the way it is. What's really not going to change, though, is how much we care about the way God cares about people. See, a lot of churches will make you feel, and I'm just going to say it, man. There's, there's a lot of churches out there that think that what we're doing isn't, you know, worth doing. Why would you invest your resources to reach students? Well, it's simple. Because this book says that I'm supposed to do that. This book says, the Bible says that we are to go and reach everybody. And that we are to share with them the message of Jesus. And that message is this. No matter what your life looks like, look at me guys, no matter what you've brought to the table, drug addiction, slinging drugs, sex, all the stuff in your life that you struggle with, no matter what you bring to the table, you're loved just the same by Christ. You'd be hard pressed to find anybody in your school, and I'm just going to be frank, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody sitting right next to you that you call a friend who would love you anyway, no matter what. So here's what we're going to do. The band's going to come back out. We're going to celebrate a few things. I want you to stand up, all of you, right now. And I want you to come right here. Come right here. Come close. The reason that we're here is to have fun, right? And next week, we're going to start a new series. Listen. But the reason why we're here right now is because we just want to celebrate the opportunity that we have. How many of you, how many of you are in high school? Raise your hand. Great. Awesome. How many of you are in middle school? Raise your hand. Cool. Now let me ask you this. How many of you know people in your school or that you see on a regular basis who may not believe in God? Raise your hand. Imagine what would happen. Um, listen, <laughs> imagine what would happen if all of you who just raised your hand said, I'm going to focus on one or two people. And over the next few weeks, I'm just going to invite them to the dive. And then I'm going to get them plugged in. And then I'm going to just earn the right to tell them how, how, how much God loves them. See, we're not trying to be churchy. We're just trying to be about Jesus. And we believe that if we're about Jesus, everything else will fall in place. Some of you, this is your first time here. I'm glad you're here. I hope that you will come again. I hope you'll come next week. I hope you'll bring somebody with you. Let's pray. God, thank you for, um, man, how cool you are. God, no matter how messed up we are as people, and no matter how much junk we bring to the table... God, thank you for loving us anyway. God, thank you for these kids in this room. I pray that we have a blast tonight as we keep going. God, allow us when they leave here, when all these kids leave here, give them a great week at school. Bring them back here next week. Amen.